Welcome to the Living the Dream Podcast with Curveball. If you believe, you can achieve. Welcome to the Living the Dream with Curveball Podcast, a show where I interview guests that teach, motivate, and inspire. And today, I am joined by singer, songwriter, and author, and the queen of abstract soul. She's actually created her own genre of music, Sequoia Blue. Sequoia has also created a dating game app. She's written books, so we're going to be talking to her about her music, her new genre of music, and her books and anything else that she wants to talk about. So Sequoia, thank you so much for joining me today. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Glad to be here. Well, why don't you start off just by telling everybody a little bit about yourself? All right. Well, hey, everybody. I am Sequoia Blue and I'm a singer, songwriter, author. Uh, I also have a dating card game. So basically, I've been doing music since I was 12 years old. So I am, you know, basically trying to Keep the keep the momentum going for this new genre that I created called Abstract Soul, which means that there's no niche when it comes to my music. Like I'm not just R&B or just one thing. I just kind of mix sounds together because I believe an artist is a true artist. You know, we're not just, you know, just making up stuff. It's like coming from the soul for me anyways. And I just feel like Abstract Soul kind of embodies what I do. So. Tell the listeners how you actually got started in music and what made you decide to come up with Abstract Soul, because there's so many genres of music. So what made you just say, hey, I'm going to do my own thing and this is what it's called. How did you come up with the name and get it started? Oh, man. So because when I first started doing music, it was like people were trying to put me into a certain hole. Like, OK, this is what if you're especially a black singer, if you're a black singer, or your R&B, your Sierra, your this or that. And that's not, I was like, well, that's not me. And I'm not a gospel singer because I, I like gospel, but I wasn't, that wasn't my thing either. So I was like, well, where do I fit in? And then I've been called unorthodox. I've been called certain names and certain things from some people in the industry. And I just said, you know what? How about I be the change that I want to be, you know, that I want to see. So that's why I created Abstract Soul because I just feel like as an artist, you know, painting a canvas, we shouldn't be put into one thing or one genre. Okay, this is what you're going to be. I mean, that's boring because it's almost like, well, it just just doesn't make it exciting and fulfilling. And then you're not spreading that message to the user. So I would say that that's why I created Abstract Soul. And I got into music when I was 12 because it was like, I didn't feel like I was good at a lot of other things. I was like, man, I don't, not really good at school. I thought I was going to play basketball. And it didn't work out. So I said, I started singing and people started paying attention. And it was like my my little hiding place. And I always had a good time doing my music and, and sharing it and stuff. And then when I hit college, that was when I really started performing and meeting different people and figuring out where I was going to stand with music. And fast forwarding to now, it just feels like I'm more uninhibited with my music where I just don't feel like there's any rules and I want to push that that uh, vibe out there to the universe because 
I just don't feel like we should just uh, just put be put in this box as artists. So that's the message I'm spreading to everyone is that, you know, artists are, you know, people we have. Some of us are made from machine and some of us are actual spiritual artists that we're singing from the soul, just like a painter paints his art. So that's the message I'm trying to spread about music. So tell us about the dating assassins card game app. Tell us what that is and how we can check it out and why you decided to create a dating game app. So dating assassins card game, it's a card game. So it's not an app yet. In the future, it may be an app, but I wanted to have this nostalgic feeling where people can still, you know, grab a box of cards and and read, you know, from the cards and stuff. And, and basically I was like, let me start with the card game. Then I'll do the app later. But basically the card game has 150 questions in there. And basically what we're trying to do is we created this because we want people to vet, you know, their current partner or their potential partner. I noticed a disconnect in the dating game where people were just rushing. They didn't know who they were dating. They didn't know, you know, um, the key things that they need to know about the person. So I was like, well, let me, then this was like three years ago. I was work. I was in LA at the time working in LA. And I said, let me create a card game where people can vet these people, you know, vet their potential mates and see if they're right for them. And let's forget the looks, let's forget all the money, whatever. Let's vet and see if we're compatible or not, you know, and, you know, even if you're in a relationship, let's see if we're compatible or not, you know, go from there. And also it's just a fun game for anybody to play. Like, even if you play it with, if you're married, you can still play it with your husband or wife because you can still, it's just a fun game night and you might, you know, bring up some memories with some of the questions that's in there. So I think it's, I think it's going to change the world as far as dating. Well, speaking of dating, what's your opinion on the, on the current dating apps that's out there right now? Oh Lord. (laughs) What I can tell you is that it has changed within the last six to seven years. Like I think, you know, one time when I was in, I think I was like four, a few years ago, I was interning for this lady and she had, a match, a matchmaking company, and she would match certain people together. And I remember I was helping her out with matches because I was just intrigued with it. I was like, I want to know how this works. And, you know, it was hard matching the ladies because they had such high standards and stuff, but it was easier to find, you know, some guys for them. Now, man, it's like, it's very, the app is, it's like a lot of the good guys and went away. There are still great guys on there. Don't get me wrong. But it was more like years ago. It was just like seven, eight years ago. It was definitely more, you know, good, good potential candidates. But now it's like, it's definitely changed. But I do feel like apps are important and it's needed because when you go out and stuff, even if you try to go out every day and meet a partner, it sometimes it's just hard to walk up to people and ask questions and stuff. So I do think that the dating apps is definitely needed, but it does need to hopefully some more <laughs> good people get on there that are more serious and stuff. Well, let's talk about your musical influences. Who who are your influences and who influences you to do what you do? Oh, man, I can say <laughs> right I mean, I guess I could say right now, currently, I mean, I like, uh, I like SZA, like, I like uh, Jasmine Sullivan, who also like, well, I like Amy Winehouse, rest in peace. She was very different. Um, who else? I, I like, shoot, I like so many people. I can't remember, but I like Beyonce's work ethic. So I like her work ethic a lot and how she puts so much energy into her music and, and tries different things. Oh, and I like, uh, there's another new artist, uh, Labyrinth. I like Labyrinth a lot, Labyrinth, because I feel like he's, kind of just walking into his own light doing his own thing and that's very inspiring for you know people like me that are, are more so like you know 
I guess, changing the status quo of music. <laughs> and I think in the past, it was like when I first started listening to music and stuff, it was like D'Angelo and Nina Simone and, uh, you know, uh, I forgot his name, but, uh, you know, the guy said, I'm singing this song for you. I, you know, Donny Hathaway, I believe Donny Hathaway. This, I mean, it was just so many that I was just so inspired by and, you know, Kelly Price and, you know, I was just always singing their music, Sly and the Family Stone, you know, I actually did a remake of Sly and the Family Stone, actually, I actually changed the lyrics around and created my own little remake. And that was really one of my first tracks I recorded. I was 20 years old and it went viral on MySpace back then. And I actually missed MySpace. I wish she was still here, but it went viral on MySpace and it, a lot of people liked it. And that's when one of the record execs was like, gosh, you're unorthodox. And I'm like, he was like, dang, you got a lot of young people listening. And I'm like, well, you know, we, maybe they want to hear something new. You know, sometimes people don't want the same thing that's out there. So, so yeah, those are, those are my, were my influences and those are my current influences. And yeah. Well, let's tell listeners about your books and tell us what we can expect when we read them. Oh, man, about the book. So my first book, y'all, I had, had changed the name because the first book, the title of it was different at first, but then I decided to change it. And so what, was, what is my Dark Obsession is my first book. So Dark Obsession is available on Amazon. And Dark Obsession is about a a woman that's living this high life and um uh, in Atlanta, she's the successful lawyer. She has a great husband, but she feels like there's something missing and he doesn't really understand it. Her husband doesn't really understand it. So she gets into a whirlwind and and it's not just about romance, but she gets into a self-reflection situation so, and learning more about herself and realizing what's what's real and what's not instead of what she thinks people want her to be. So it's a really good, it's a really good story. It's really different. I was super young when I wrote it. And uh, I got it revised now that I'm older because there's certain things that I might think that, that could be changed. And so, but Dark Obsession now is is available. It's it's a really good book. And then I have a children's book called Sammy Bean. And Sammy Bean is, it's about bullying because I was bullied in school. So it's really about this young kid that just wouldn't get bullied by Sammy Bean. You know, he he comes in and he's confident and stuff. And he's telling Sammy Bean, hey, you're not going to sit here and bully these kids no more. And it's a little bit of fantasy because he does some little movements and stuff in the story, but it's a really small children's book. It's really cute. A lot of people like, like it. It's on Amazon as well and on my website. And then what my third, my third book, actually my third book is not out yet. I'm working on it. So it's going to be called one blue day. It's a compilation of short stories and it's just many stories about what you know people are going through in their lives and I think that one's going to be a big hit so that's going to be coming out by the end of the year and you should see it on sequoiablue.com so yeah those are my my prize books <laughs> well tell us about your your writing influence as far as books go oh man great question Eric Jerome Dickey rest in peace <laughs> you know he inspired me you know when I when I was, um, you know, young at 2021, 20, when I couldn't afford to go to the studio all the time, I needed a creative outlet. And I used to read Eric Jerome Dickey, Walter Mosley, and Paulo Coelho. And I just was like, I want to write a story. I just felt so inspired. All I could see was these stories and stuff. And and I remember saying, I'm definitely going to write a book. And I kind of follow Eric Jerome Dickey's swag in a way of how he explains things. I liked how he described the character, how he went in detail. And I thought that was cool. So I really just, that's what, that's what created my first book. And then it kept going from there, you know. 
Yes, I do know. <laughs> so you're also a podcast host. You you just got your hands in it all. Tell us about that podcast. I know it, right? Well, you know what? Podcasting came to me like at, unexpectedly because my first podcast I started, I was 22 years old and I was, you know, I'm an introvert and a lot of people don't believe that, but I'm an introvert and I was like scared out of my mind, but I needed a creative outlet, you know? So I, I started trying to motivate people and I started off on blog talk radio and I started off there and then I got so nervous that I stopped doing it, you know, at that time. And then fast forwarding to now, I started back podcasting a year ago. And, you know, now I'm a little older, more confident and stuff. I was like, okay, I'm gonna keep doing this. And, you know, also there's new softwares out now compared to when I was 22. It wasn't, everything was different. Now there's so much cooler stuff out here now. And Blog this podcast, that's my podcast name. It's just about motivation, entrepreneurship, you know, going outside the box. Like people, I interview people that's thinking outside the box and stuff like that. I even do movie reviews. So nicheless, I call it the nicheless podcast because I just never know what, you know, I might say, talk about any topic, but, but it all encompasses motivation. Anything I talk about is motivational. So even if it's a movie, I got a motivational tip at the end. Everything's about motivation. Absolutely. That's the same thing this podcast is about. So when I bring artists on, what I like to do is get a little sample, get them to sing something so, so people can hear what they sound like. So why don't, why don't you go ahead and uh, break us off with a little something? Okay. Let me see which song I'm going to do. Because <laughs> uh, you know what? I'm going to do a song from my first album, Limitless, that's available on all streaming platforms. Do it. Okay, here I go. Want to get on the plane, go on an island so far away. I gotta get away from the people, people, so I can get a piece of mine. Man, that's cool. Like that. <laughs> like that. Thank you. It's called I Wanna Live, you know, because a lot of, you know, a lot of people are just here but not living. So. Absolutely. So I know you got that new book coming out. What other upcoming projects you're working on that people need to know about? <laughs> So I will have a single coming out and it's, it's going to be about self-love and already have the beat and everything. I'm just going to get it down and record it. That should be coming out by the end of the year as well. I thought I was going to have an EP coming out by the end of the year, but you know, I pushed it to next year because there's just certain things I wanted. I just wanted to be right. So that's coming out next year, but there will be a single out by the end of the year. Uh, and yeah. And then what else? Yeah. The book is coming out one blue day. That's going to be out by the end of the year as well. Sequoiablue.com. That'll be released there. And um, yeah, that's about it right now. Okay. Well, you got Sequoiablue.com. How can we find you on social media? How can we check out your music? Uh, let us know that full contact info. Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, you can go to Sequoiablue.com and there's a a section in there where it says music, you can click that, listen to me. Also, you can go on Spotify or wherever you, you know, want to stream at and type in Sequoia Blue. Just make sure you spell it the way it's spelled the correct way, sequoiablue.com. And you'll find you'll find me everywhere. I'm on YouTube. I'm everywhere. And like I said, the books is going to be on sequoiablue.com. It's going to be in the merch section on my website. So you can go up there and check out the books and um, everything that's already on there. And Let's see. Yeah, and my social media, Instagram, you can contact me. I am it's called I am Sequoia Blue on Instagram. Twitter is Sequoia B. 
And um, I think that's where, oh, YouTube. Yeah, definitely follow my YouTube, Sequoia Blue. Follow my Blue Hawkins podcast, YouTube. Just type in Blue Hawkins podcast, type in Sequoia Blue, and you will find me. All right. Well, close us out with some final thoughts, maybe something that I failed to discuss that you would like to talk about it. Just any final thoughts you got for the listeners? My final thoughts is um, whatever it is you want to do, do it because you only got one life and, you know, and that's that, you know, just do what you want to do and, and stay positive about it and, and help and that can inspire someone else behind you. That is definitely that, ladies and gentlemen, SequoiaBlue.com. Be sure to check out her books, music podcasts, dating game, follow, rate, review, share this episode to as many people as possible. Sequoia's got some big things in the work. She's definitely doing it big. Thank you so much for joining me today, Sequoia. Thank you for having me. And thanks everyone for listening. For more information on the Living the Dream podcast, visit www.djcurveball.com. Until next time, stay focused on living the dream.